existence. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Radiant Black podcast. This is a podcast focused on all things Radiant Black and Masterverse by Kyle Higgins, Marcelo Costa, Becca Carey, and of course, Michael Basudo. Today, we are joined by an amazing guest, and of course, everybody in the community already knows who this is. It's amazing Nick Enger, otherwise known as Nick, amazing artist who's done, actually, we're all super grateful for because he's also done several emojis for the server. How are yeah. you today, Nick? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm really, I'm really excited to be here. Uh, I live in a bubble of people who don't read comic books, so it's really exciting <laughs> that I get to talk a, a little bit about Radiant Black and the Massiverse today, so thanks for having me. Of course. Now I can introduce myself and the other un- insignificant ones. Uh, <laughs> I'm, just I'm your host, Bash, and I'm joined by my friends and my fellow co-hosts, uh, Addy, Matt, Charlie. How's everybody today? What's up? I'm uh, alive and plucky to talk about Dead Lucky. Let's go. Uh, yeah, we're recording on uh, Friday night. Excited for the weekend. And uh, yeah, can't wait to talk some Dead Lucky with these guys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm kind of the same as you. I'm in in my little bubble over here, but that's what we got these guys on for and come talk about some great books. Uh, been keeping busy lately. Actually, been starting diving into some Power Rangers. Finally, been meaning to do that forever. Yes. So, um, <laughs> went through Kyle's first like 16, and then um, I'm digging into Ryan's stuff right now. The first four of Go Go, and it's been absolutely awesome digging into that world. So yeah, can't. Absolutely can't wait to keep diving into that. But yeah, no, this book, this book is absolutely like keeps building off that first issue. I can't wait to talk about it with you guys. All right. So Nick, I I mean, first of all, thank you so much again for being on, for your emojis, for your amazing art that you share with the community. Just all amazing stuff. Obviously, follow (laughs) Nick if you haven't. uh, (laughs) Of course, on, on social media, he posts amazing stuff all the time. And I just wanted to ask you, you're, uh, I think, is it safe to say, just based on all your posts and your interactions in the Discord, your favorite character is uh, Radiant Red? Uh, Radiant Red, yeah. I think Radiant Red is probably my favorite one. It was um, just being like an Asian person and kind of resonating with Satomi as a character is really one of the biggest reasons as to why I read like radiant black and the supermassive universes is because of those like diverse stories i'm a really big guy about like diversity and and i really didn't get into radiant black until about issue six like i was kind of like floating with it you know um and then the trade came out and then i read all of it and i was like uh this is like something different so red is uh red is my ride or die so yeah oh yeah i'm I'm actually glad that you bring that up because I, i you know one of the reasons we we actually planned to have Cherish on at some point, but then I saw your uh, your discussion with her on YouTube with you and your podcast, and I was just blown away. And I was like, yeah, we can't we can't really top that. <laughs> so I'm not even gonna try. Like, <laughs> yeah. So obviously check that out if you haven't seen it, because they talk they talk about not just like the comic book aspect, but they also talk about the more important aspects like the diversity and how meaningful it is and the representation. And I honestly really enjoyed that discussion because. Like I said before, you know, two of us were from, we're, we're like Arabs, we're from the Middle East. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we totally feel that thing. And we'd love to see representation as well whenever we get to see it in the comic books. Yeah, man, it's a great thing. Oh, yeah. So I just want to say in honor of that, today we got the the announcement that, uh, well, we finally got the announcement of the proper <laughs> release date for uh, the Radiant Red trade paperback, which it seems like it's at some time in yeah. December. Yes. yes. Yeah, December. I'm so excited. Yeah, so get make sure everybody gets on top of that. If you haven't checked out uh, Radiant Red yet, you're obviously missing out. Anyway, tra- trade these trade collections are just building up on the shelves. I'm loving it, absolutely loving it. Dude, dude I'm buying them even though I already have the comics. That's, yeah, that's oh, that's me sure. too. Oh, for sure. I definitely, <laughs> I, I you just got... like to look over and see it there, right? Like it's just yeah, just yeah, just love it. I mean, Nick, you have the 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 prints as well that you just got signed, like the the. Yeah, yeah, gems. I have the yeah. uh, Marcella Costa, like, uh, what is it, uh, retro cover? Retros, that he did. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah. Uh, so I, I, when I was at Morphicon, yeah, the Kyle was there and he was selling them. He was um, he was signing them, so that was really cool. Oh, um, but yeah, the trades are really great to have. I'm, like, kind of an aggressive person when I'm, like, you need to read this comic book. <laughs> I've bought probably volume one three or four times for people. I'm just like, you guys just take this from me and you got to read it. And that's all you gotta do. I'm like that's that awesome. too. We like it. We, like yeah. it. Yeah, we got some radiant ambassadors in here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
No, that's that's awesome. Honestly, we've we've done the same thing here. It's just it's such a it's I find that even on social media, like the Massiverse community is kind of contagious. Like one person brings it up and suddenly they're like, you know, they're everywhere. Like, Massiverse, Massiverse, Massiverse. Yeah, you know, yeah like, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I what I like about this this universe, too, it's like it's hard to hand someone a Batman comic or something that like it's so overwhelming to get into it. Right. Like you can just hand someone the number one and say, here, like this is all you need. And, like people, like, you know what I mean? So it's, it's very digestible that way. And yeah, it makes, yeah. It, it makes it easy absolutely love it love it for that so how are you feeling about dead lucky oh man um so dead lucky for me is a very special comic book um because i am both like asian and latino so i'm filipino and el salvadorian so seeing bb is like a whole other level of kind of i, I don't know like like seeing myself in those pages you know what i mean um i'm really excited to see her story and like watch her life kind of expose itself to me and and like I think it's really fun to kind of see those dynamics like through her parents through the restaurant how she like manages her relationships it's it's been a really really interesting thing to see for me um I don't know anything about you know uh like being in the she's from the navy she served right yeah 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 so I don't know anything about that, but it is like nice to have more layers of connecting to a character. So the Dead Lucky is super cool. When I saw um, when I saw the costume, I think when we all saw it in Supermassive, I was really excited. And I immediately picked up on those like um, that that sort of like Latin inspired aspects of it because of the mask and like the Day of the Dead. And it was really fun to see that. So I'm really excited for this series. Uh, now that we have issue two, it's like. It's like I'm getting more and more invested. It is a little bit of like a slower pace one, but I think it's it definitely lends itself to appreciating how much care there is in this story for BB. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I would agree. I think uh, they're doing a really good job at just um, really focusing on BB as a character, and even and especially with this issue um, for sure, like the the side characters um like officer garcia and valentine um like those those characters like just make it really really compelling and a really like a live world all the way around um eddie like there's there's great characters all throughout this book and and bb really just stars that so yeah it's really awesome and uh yeah this issue is honestly like honestly for me it was a big step up from the first one personally like it, it ramped up and got right to it and I, I had a lot of fun yeah uh one thing i personally am impressed with and just to echo what nick was saying was I, I, how delicately and creatively melissa is handling this like level of representation because we're seeing you know, she's not just representing multiple ethnicities bound into one, you know, the 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 the, uh, the complexity of that bound yes. into one character. But she's also doing it creatively through, you know, the, the, the food, not only in the menus, but putting recipes in the back of the book. But we also see another another outlet for expression in terms of uh, her personality in, in, in the military, right? In her military background, we see that she's still using a lot of jargon whenever she talks even when she's talking communicating to ed she's probably like okay don't don't you can't be in the hot zone things like that so i'm i'm, I'm impressed honestly with the handling of bb as a character so far and i'm very like like charlie also said like yeah they stepped up uh, you know maria's role in this in this issue she seems to be one of the characters that's getting a very big focus and i'm very i'm very curious to see how they're going to play off each other in the future because the you know the end of this issue set that up and i'm i'm starting to like maria just as much as i'm liking bb to be honest with you guys yeah, <laughs> honestly, honestly i was the same yeah like, she really like i right after this issue made me want like just one of those focus issues like one of those issue six of radiant black like an origin issue of of this character i think that would be something really cool we could see or even if they trickle it out through the story Either way, really compelling characters, for sure. And so, yeah, let's dive, let's dive into issue two here. And I haven't heard yeah. much from the other guys, so <laughs> let's give them a chance to, to chat. But yeah, for issue titled, This is Trauma. So immediately we're already 
setting the bar here and uh, sorry setting the mood here it's going to be somewhat of a an emotional issue there's going to be you know we're talking about trauma here obviously we already know that bb's got a military background and last issue i think there's a little been a little bit of ambiguity where we're uncertain you know where people were talking about when she looks at the reader or so we're assuming she's breaking the fourth wall and now i'm beginning to question that i'm like is she breaking the fourth wall or or you know we'll see we'll see because there's things here that make us uh, that's just her addressing trauma i think yeah. obviously she was built like a lot was against her today it was just like this was like bb's no good very bad day right where like she really needed a v8 like everything bad was piling up on top of her and it was just like minor things like the mildly racist guy at the table who just kind of confused like all the asian cultures even if he's there yes. and he's like providing <laughs> business like that's I imagine, Nick, like that's got to be annoying and maybe you can relate to some experiences and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The amount of times I've been called either Chinese or Japanese and I'm like, no, I'm just a mix between Filipino and also Dorian. And it's just like this weird, it's this weird way people try to connect with me, especially like working in food service and stuff like that. Like, oh, it's just yeah. like, why, why, this isn't important. We don't need to have this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, they're trying, know, but like, they're not even yeah. worth it. are not even worth it. Yeah. No, yeah. That's, no, that's, that's, that's funny. But I, I, I really like right, right off the bat in this issue is, um, Really, the um, one thing it really made me question was the relationship between Garcia and um, and Valentine, kind of what um, she actually told, because last issue we saw Garcia actually see BB um, go off. We saw her out with the helmet off. We and she go off and she said, I, I'm going to help Eddie and um, you go off and save him. Um, so here um, we see Valentine kind of say she's a renegade so that made me think okay valentine knows that maybe that's like maybe she knows it's a female or whatever but in the next panel when you see like we're just trying to find any leads you can kind of see on uh like garcia's face like just a relief that like she doesn't know like any of the information or that but she's yeah. right, kind of right. not going anywhere so it's really right. like i don't know making me curious of her motivations we we kind of are getting her like Kind of we're getting it a little more in this issue, but here here it really, really stuck out to me. Yeah. It yeah. feels like Garcia's trying to be like her, kind of like um, keeping her secret, you know? Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're going to be Gordon, bad, Like Jim Gordon at the yeah, start. Jim Gordon. Like, yeah, Jim Gordon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it's called. Yeah. It's, gonna, it's like, like Nightwing, if you're reading Nightwing, it's like the Melinda dynamic right now. I think that's what yep. she's, yep. she's going to be like her, her, her person, her agent on the inside, you know, mm -hmm. like. And it's like if you if you you know when we read more of this story and piece together the context we see that Maria is actually like Morrow like she's former Morrow and she got demoted and like there's reasons why she got demoted though like apparently she talks about it with the chief later where it's like she's questioning his lack his lack of authority you know in that moment like why he's not stepping up and saying something about something that happens so it's weird to see that maybe that comes into play even more later like okay yeah there's a reason but yeah next page. As we're seeing, then we're in the financial district of San Francisco. We see an ad for Morrow on the wall, and I saw this mysterious-looking gentleman. Mr. Jimmy. <laughs> I saw a tweet about Moss. this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I asked, uh, I didn't, you know, solicits came out today for Dead Lucky, and number five, and they showed a new uh, villainous-looking character on the cover. So I asked uh, the the amazing Melissa Flores if, if this was indeed the same person, and she said yes. So, boom, there you go. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, no, that, that that cover was huge. Just knowing he's going to play a bigger role right when I saw it. Like, I actually, I don't know about I'm sure you guys are the same, but ever since Radiant Black 7, like any billboard, my eyes just go right to it. Like just making sure I study everything like nothing gets gets past mm -hmm. uh, gets past me. So um, I, I was kind of I was kind of wondering maybe this guy's like ahead of Moro or he's maybe like a an experiment, like a peacekeeper type one kind of guy. Like they're using their experiments on him uh, to be their head of security kind of thing. But no, that uh, that that fifth cover definitely looks cool, and I can't wait to can't wait to see more into this character because he's definitely definitely looking pretty sus. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah. always a big fan of like the like the complicated villains. I think like yeah, I just I had just read like the shift uh, story from the oh, yeah. the image um, anthology, and it like adds like new layers to the character so it's it i've always been like kind of like impartial about shift and then i read that origin story and i was like oh man he like even as a businessman like yeah he's a sleazy businessman like he still has his own like set of struggles and like 
sure he might be like a jerk he he still has like issues he has to work through and and deal with people he doesn't want to so it's always so like interesting to see like these new characters come in because like the whole team like melissa flores the whole um kyle higgins like all of them they, they make such dynamic characters and even much more dynamic relationships and that's that's like a big appeal for me and i'm really excited to see that kind of expressed here in um the dead lucky um i know we just talked about the last page before but i do like that like contrasting dynamic between like one is like for morrow one is like against morrow or like has like oh, yeah. their cautionary tales for morrow and it it feels like that is a very organic relationship or like you're kind of forced to work with people that you don't want to even though you like share different points of view but you're still in yeah. the same field of work and like that's that's such a that's such a day-to-day life thing that you don't really like think about until it's like wow that's really complicated i think most people point. can relate to that yeah yeah it kind of i think that's like a theme of the book it's like a lot of people coming together right because you have like the lopez and the yang contingent coming together mm-hmm. and even they mentioned bb's father how he um uh, her uh bb's mom was talking about how he always uh kind of gets uh, a little irritated or always gives her flack for putting for combining uh i forget what the specific ingredients were but he, he, she was like experimenting making recipes with their culture so i'd like to see a world where like in this where people can't come together over their differences even seeing uh, maria and the other cop and how like they kind of have like you know i think i think we might see some more coming together because i think there's a lot of different groups that are different but not actually that different when you know you realize it and things can bring people together so i, I just want to earmark that going forward yeah yeah Look, anytime a writer, you know, gives me an issue of a comic book where they're promised like big bots and someone says someone actually says bring out the raging bull, like you've already got me. Like you you already got me, like let's go. But that's actually what happens. Like there's actually a raging bull. And I just want to take a moment to praise uh, you know, in our excitement we forgot to mention the creative team. So (laughs) in my excitement. So you know, the writer is, of course, Melissa Flores, the artist, French Carlo Magno, the colors by uh, Mattia Iacono, and the letters, of course, by Becca Carey. And I want to just take a moment to praise uh, Mattia's colors because they really do stand out in, like every single yes. page. Yes, so, the, the colors are so dynamic and just every page feels like it's, I don't, I don't know, like they contrast on one another, like each palette of each page like has a different palette but somehow all comes together like in one cohesive story. And it feels very much like every scenario feels very different. It's it's sort of like when you're watching a movie and there's like a scene change. Mm -hmm. Um, The the colors allow that story to really feel like you're in a different place, having a different conversation. And I really like that. And then they're just so vibrant and and contrasty. It's like my favorite thing. I really love that. No, I agree. I think they they do a very good job of conveying the like the ethos of the city as well. Like you do get this idea that this is like a neo high tech like Akira kind of city. <laughs> like, yeah. You know I mean? Like every page, it's oh, like yeah. you you do see like the also the kind of gentrification as like in the first issue where we saw like there's just these big buildings and then you have like these more you know ur- like urban esque like just normal buildings and they don't go together and that's maybe where we see the clashing and the symbol you know the symbolism of the clashing of the two. Uh, the two spheres here uh but you know i just love that like it really like especially when they're in the tunnel and you see for example they're wearing their like little the their clothes with the little green uh the shift looking parts that are glowing mm-hmm. I, just, I just love that it really does give it that like kind of cyberpunky feel almost and god damn this bull like <laughs> talk yeah. about a tank eh? <laughs> looks mean that 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 clash of all of them yeah just that energy that comes off looks looks super cool but um yeah nick, nick uh pointing out love what love what you said about like what what it just does like um focusing actually to different locations and stuff and just how how well how well they do that and and as well it 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 does that with the time uh flipping over to the next page um like with the greens the subtle greens in the background looks absolutely awesome just just that little flashback uh to the bar in alabama so i'm assuming this is before uh before she went to go serve for the first mm-hmm. time that's, that's what that's, that's what i okay. it either that, that's is what like I, before or like during that's what i assumed yeah because they probably wouldn't be in alabama (laughs) but yeah yeah um so yeah anyways um this page made me question and i had a question for you guys is we keep hearing this ghost name 
Uh, we keep hearing this ghost name come up, and we know there is two spirits. We know there are these two friends. Yeah. She, um, the ghost is possessed in the they, machine. They show yes. up, too, in the yeah. page right after. So yeah. is ghost... The way the I guy. took it with the line, yes, ghost is the guy. That's the way I took it because they had the exact same line as later. So, um, so we haven't heard anything from the other person they're, yet. They're the, they're the electrical like there's apparitions that appear yeah. around him. Yeah, but yeah. but there's two there's two of her friends, right? Like I, I'm thinking like if you ghost look at the was an actual the person. First... Who's the other person? Yeah, if you look at the if you look at the first uh, issue, there's the picture yeah. and the. The restaurant they're all there it's three of them and then her so there's yeah. a woman uh, a yeah. guy and then this yeah. guy uh, the guy yeah. from the alabama who is him is ghost and i think yeah. she said something they said her and ed some said something about her ex is possessing the ghost so i'm assuming that guy is possessing the ghost and then the two other electrical like apparitions that appear those are the other two i think how oh, i see it okay. is that it's meant to be a little confusing because uh, it's a little little late, later in the book when, like, she's, like, out in the rain and, like, talking to the robot and trying to, like, make it all work and come together. I feel like these apparitions are, like, they're either a manifestation of her own guilt of something that happened or, like, the manifestations of her own experiences. And, or, like, they are actually, like, the ghosts of her friends, like, aiding her and doing what she, she needs to do. But I, what, I, what I think is interesting about that is that it could go either way and, like... Yeah. I think there was a there was a point when I was reading this. I was like, is BB really seeing these ghosts or does she really believe like there are ghosts? You know, does that make yeah. sense? Like, yeah, um, no, I, I get it could I be her trauma for, me, for for me personally. And and I, I love that point. But um, when we see like elect, like people uh, in mech suits and all this, like we see all this um, like all this crazy technology that we don't see in real life it's like why why not believe in the ghost like that's that's the way yeah. i took it but i actually i i love that point and and i think that would that would be super interesting the way they yeah do. And i i do think there is there is a a little deeper connection but um no i just it just re- really made me curious just hearing that exact same line as later but seeing those right. two people but yeah it, no anyways. i think it emphasizes this like disconnect that bb has not just with like her own world but like the reader you know it's like mm-hmm. we don't really know everything sure. about bb and like we're, we're getting pieces as we pick up through her story um so it, it, it when we get introduced to new information that doesn't have a lot of context it feels like okay i still feel very disconnected from bb but i want to know more about bb but also like the narrative isn't giving me enough so it's like it's like her own personality projected through the storytelling. Yeah. It's like she's also a very distant person in the story. Like, why would she even allow the reader to, like, get to know what she's going through? Yeah. yeah so I think it's, it's 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 truly genius, like, the, 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 the way that this is written, mm-hmm. whether it be intentional or not, because obviously there's, there's a complexity to yeah. dealing with, like, trauma and understanding your, like, position in the world and how you relate to other people. And it's... It's so phenomenal, and I, I just I, I commend Melissa Flores for doing this because like it's it's such a compelling story. Um, yeah. She's amazing. I met her twice actually, and she's been nothing but amazing. So. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, no, she's, she's she's wonderful, and yeah. I honestly think personally that 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 BB's talking to the the spirits, the the, the two electrons. I don't I, and yeah voice. yeah. I don't think I she's th- talking to I the think reader. It, it might and, be, it might I, be I, a you no, know, I think it could be both for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like fun- function functionally speaking, I think it's both. Yeah. Like it works because the way the panels are angled, it's it works as both. But I think like in her head, I think she's talking to the spirits, and I think that's why like when her mom like asks her like, oh like, you know, th- you think this job is so bad, you have to like say it out loud, or you know what I mean? You talk to yourself about it, and I think no, like she's yeah. talking to her, you know, her her squad. Like it's not it's like right? a Deadpool where it's like blatant. He no, knows, no, he's, no, no, says it straight it, it, up. Yeah. He's talking to the reader, but yeah, functionally no, no. it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, I and I think like now that I look at it again because I have it here side by side as we're talking, there's a page when she has the when she's taking the hits from the the tank, but she's also like you see the two spirits in yeah, in yeah, like yeah. electric form around the ghost, and then you see the ghost itself obviously full electricity, and she's in it. Okay, so that's like technically her and the and the platoon, but then you go back down to you know down and he says, Ed says to her what he says. All you are is a very troubled veteran with an insane case of PTSD looking for some way to feel alive playing hero. 
So it's it's honestly interesting that obviously I like, you know I don't think that's the case, but it's honestly interesting that like this is kind of her way of reliving those memories in yeah. some sort of fashion. So yeah, like it kind of makes it even more like maybe I don't know. It takes the the trauma to like a new level of depth. It, it really maybe. is like. Really, really gave me Punisher vibes almost like just the way he uh, well, obviously not 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 to the same extent, um, <laughs> but but just in the way where utilizing utilizing that trauma and experience. Um, mm-hmm. But um, one, one thing I, I did really want to point out is something that I probably my favorite part of the issue for sure was um, just the ghost actually um, like being under attack by Moro and 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 pulling a. Uh, uh, reminded me of Livewire from Superman the Animated Series, like oh, actually cool. turning into just pure electricity and just zipping into the lights and just traveling through the currents and going outside and um, and no one no one seeing her. But I just I just love the way um, that happened and it just made me so curious of what what else are we gonna see this thing do? Like holy yeah, crap. yeah. And you know, moving on, we you know she obviously she handles the the bot she gets a she gives a little kick in the ass it needs to coat her herself and then um uh, she manages to escape because maro shows up and just gives her a few seconds advantage to leave and then we're back at chai, at chai mexico where this is the part that matt uh, brought up earlier where we see you know a, a tourist family it looks like just chilling and um, they're trying to you know get their food ordered and we see that bb shows up she's ready to take her order their order and one of them one of the guys there asks if he if if they do like a sushi burrito which you know is obviously like a stupid question because (laughs) (laughs) it looks like a dick absolute dick he does does look like a bit of a dick i'm not gonna lie but uh i'm surprised he knows what foe is he it's like he knows enough to know to ask for the wrong Uh, like asian cuisine yeah, it is pretty funny. No, but yeah. he goes from like Japanese to like pho, like it's yeah, yeah. It's, no, no, it's, it, it, it is like it's clear that it's basically like what Nick said, basically from his experiences earlier. So it's like it's clear he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, exactly. Is, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and so he he, he you know it, it, it's a shitty moment for sure, and I'm glad that you could see on the look of not only like Vivi's faces, but you know the other two spirits that are with his faces or the electrical apparitions, like you could see on their faces too. They're not pleased. So. Um, I love what BB says in response. I love the collected cool responses. We are Chinese, Mexican, and American barbecue because we're Chinese, Mexican, and American. And he said, <laughs> I love how she just gave it like straight. Like she didn't try to be like um, sassy or anything. It just gave it to him straight up. It's not that difficult. Yeah. And he still somehow struggled. So I, I, that's the next part that we were talking about earlier where she's she's talking it's ambiguous right like it looks like again she's talking to, she's talking to the reader but i think she's talking to the spirits there like you know it's a shit show and even because like the last panel you could see they're not impressed and then her yeah. mom she notices and she's just like you know what she, she's the voice of reason within that, that moment but uh I, I i was wondering at first like truly i totally forgot like about that bruise on her face so i'm glad somebody brought it up and and it, you know she she has a cover um and and uh wait what, what is it oh yeah she, her mom of course says are you a thing again i liked him and it's just like oh my god like it, it's it's kind of a shitty moment for uh bb obviously because i don't i think i don't think her mom quite understands that she's like asexual perhaps maybe i think yeah. i think what it's kind of one of the things when like doing like representation and like having this like dynamic of of like how do I say this in, in ex- like showing like the parent to, to 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 the parent's child dynamic is like there's a lot of factors that go into it whether it be like her sexuality her identity um, maybe even just like understanding like you just don't understand your kid half the time. Um, there's clearly a disconnect that is happening between her and her mom. And that's not like, it's very like, it's not uncommon for that to happen, especially like in a household I would imagine would be like a mixed one where it's like, you have to kind of appease your parents, but your, your parents come from two different places. And it's like, they kind of see things very differently, um, which creates a whole slew of like experiences. So it's, it's, it's nice to see this like dynamic. Cause like 
it's clear they love each other. Um, they just don't understand each other. And I think that's there's there's, there's a beauty to that, I think. Yeah. And, and the mom probably like knows Eddie, right? He's probably almost like one of the family with the way that he's talked about. Right. She probably just wants her to be with someone comfortable. And even though it does come across as super close minded and stuff, who knows what her mom's religious background is. She could be incredibly progressive based on, you know, her surroundings or what she grew up mm-hmm. in and stuff like that. But she means well, obviously, right. but it comes across as like, you don't take me seriously. You don't even believe my, my sexuality is like a real thing, you know, yeah. or whatever. So I, that can definitely yeah. come across. Yeah. In a day that she I think it's meet. just, yeah, she just straight yeah. up, yeah, like Nick Like, that's probably that's told her before. Yeah. Yeah, sure. it's a lot of layers. A lot of, yeah. a lot of layers you pull back, and it's like, um, yeah. at this point, like, I, well, I'm at the age of, like, 28, right? And my relationship with, like, my mom is, like, very complicated. It's like, there's a lot we should talk about, but we don't. <laughs> we just kind of, sure. you know, but yeah. we know we love each other, and I think that's, sure. again, there's, like, a beauty in that. Try having a uh, psychologist for a mom. That's a mindfuck. Oh, yeah, that sounds, <laughs> that's, that's, that sounds yeah, like Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So if anyone wonders why I'm the way I am, that's a part of it. But yeah, anyway, not to make this about me, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's the next part. We're with, uh, we're with uh, I don't know, did she mention his name? Diwa. We're with, we're de- I think, I think, I can't tell if he's a detective. I'm just going to go with Diwa. That's what she's the captain. Yeah, Captain Diwa, yeah. So Captain Dua is giving uh, Maria the talk down right now. He's just telling her basically like, you know, you got yourself demoted. Now you got to start shit here with your morrow rap. You know, like they're calling the shots. So so just to drop the attitude. And I like I like how Maria like talks back to him. And she's just like, yeah, because you you know you're not you clearly aren't gonna do anything around here. And he's she's just like. You know, I, I had to report what happened. So now we're getting a little bit of background into her story. Where she says, are you serious? Cap, uh, Kaplan almost killed someone. He needed to be reported. So now maybe we're getting some context on what happened with Maria a little bit, little crumbs. And then she says, how can you be OK with any of this? And then he says, you, you do good when you can and how you can. That means towing the line and playing the game when you have to. And right now we have to. And then she asked him if I don't. And this was, I'm like, holy shit, do I finally found his spine and he's an asshole. And he says, then you're going to lose a lot more than your job. <laughs> like, this is some Gotham shit right here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It reminded me of some, like, very, very much like the Netflix Daredevil, especially just how much tension there is around, like, just the corruptness of every of everything. Like, you don't know. Like, it's almost like you can't trust anyone. And, you know, um, mm. so it's it's nice having having um, having this character here. Just um, one, one of the good guys, you know, it's right. n- yeah, nice yeah. to have. Yeah. Absolutely. I think what I enjoy the most about this is like, again, like the deep subtext of like, like I, I don't know if it's intentional, but it is. I always just think about like, what is the subtext in this like, rep- like the characters being represented here right now? And like, obviously, I don't know if the captain is a person of color. He looks Asian to me on top of uh, Maria being obviously a black woman. It's like one of those things where what is th- there's two different mindsets here that are being presented of like sometimes you have to just do what you do to survive but then there are also those who want to fight for something that's better um this is a topic that comes up a lot when i like talk on tiktok about representation it's like well why is it so important it's like it's important because like if i don't do it then who else is gonna do it maybe you know and i've been in mm-hmm. like hot water i've been called out for like be like being too loud or like talking about issues that nobody cares about and it's like no, these these things happen, and and neither of the neither of the paths are wrong, per se, because I'm obviously like wanting to survive and function in like life is a desire that a lot of people want and might not want a lot of trouble, but sometimes like the fight for progression might be better, and I feel like that kind of is emulated here on that page. Yeah. Mm. And I feel like he's also kind of might have had her mindset 15 years ago. He looks a bit older, right? He's been yeah, hardened and absolutely. he's trying like, here's how you survive. Like, I like you, but like, you'll die if you keep, if you go too hard at this. Like, I think like yeah. generally he wants good, but he knows he's been molded by this machine and probably maybe his spirit broken. Yeah. Like, look, I try mm-hmm. to do good. I try to help people, but it's not always as easy as just ripping off the bandaid and letting a wound heal. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes you just gotta let the raging bull stop. Sure. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta fight that raging bull. I'm, I'm really fixated on the bull. I'm on the bull, impressed. yeah, yeah. Melissa promised us uh, mechs and, and just it's so funny. It's she like, delivered, you know? 
just seeing that bowl was like, oh, this is a comic book. This is just like kind of like, <laughs> yeah, what else? And like, it's a second issue. It's just yeah. It, it's just, it's just, I, I love it. Like, I'm not, gonna... I'm not even like I'm. I did serious love. It reminded me of just like playing Final Fantasy, like you know the, the ridiculous. Yeah. Also like that, like the the actual like amazingness of it all. Like I don't know, it's like the good kind of cheesy. I loved it. Man, you know, yes. I'm looking forward to more. Like I, I want more mechs. Just get crazy with it, honestly. Oh, fuck yeah. Bring them yeah. all. Bring them all. I, I wish they all. said like bring in De Niro because it's like a raging bull, and then that'd be freaking. No, 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 those uh, guard bots, right? Those guard bots. I want to see her like. Uh, I want to see BB like because they look at like the Metal Gear bots. I want to see her just like yeah. grab them by the legs and fucking smash them like Hulk like does to Loki. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. They look cool. damaging. Like if they, what if they had like the blade feet like in Kingsman or something like that? That would just like oh, mess you up. Oh my god! Now we're talking. Oh my god, that that is some this real some real dystopian shit right there. Like we gotta go Sweeney Todd like on on some of these people. No, mm. like, like, we haven't seen them really like unleash. Like they said, like don't we don't want you to have to uh, unleash the bots on you. Like I think like they could really do some damage. Like obviously like there's a reason that people you don't see anyone try to do anything to them. You don't even see, see like graffiti or like Molotov cocktails thrown at them. Or maybe you do. I don't know, but uh, we might see that. But they look intimidating. There's a reason we haven't had to see them in action yet. Yeah, and um. Yeah, so we're back with Ed, or other known as, otherwise known as the X, or I believe that's what she has him say, mm-hmm. yeah, which, which was a trivia question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so um, I like that he gives her shit. I, I like, he's just really, you could tell he's just looking out for her. Yeah. But he, it seems like he also has a personal stake in this, and that makes me like him he even does. more as a character, yeah. and I like this book even more because of it. Like, he seems like he's genuinely, like, this is some Metal Gear shit right here. Like, these people are trying to start, like, a revolution. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this dude yeah. is invested. Like, he wants to... He's well, the IT guy. He's he the hates, guy in the chair. He hates tomorrow, too. He's yeah, he hates tomorrow. This is his neighborhood. He grew up here. He definitely has a personal stake in this, too. He's the patriot. I love yeah, him, she, Truly. Yeah. I mean, he's been here while they've been taking over, right? Like, he, she came back. She <laughs> oh, came shit. back, and all, all this stuff just popped up, right? Like, he's been dealing with this. So he, he probably, that also he's probably made... seen her before she she served, right? Assuming they've, like, oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So he's probably, like, they're both, like, yeah, she's a seasoned veteran because, you know, she served and she's seen a lot of things, but he's also probably a little bit shook just from seeing her transformation yeah, yeah. and their yeah. home is looking like a war zone too uh, so you know like it's not like he's it's not the same but it's also not super different and he's the guy in the chair but also i think that you kind of doubt it's like hey you haven't seen combat but it's like yeah but i can still help you and i really care about you and i might actually have some good advice yeah yeah the, com- yeah. the complexity of their relationship in in these two pages is like really so interesting because like you you do know that he cares about her a lot and you do know, like, they have such history together and, like, to give her shit about, like, yeah, we, like, I know you've been through things. I know you've seen this all, but, like, there's still people, like, that can help you. There's still people who are affected by your decisions. Like, it's not just you out there. Um, And, like, this is all under the assumption that, like, he didn't even know if, like, the ghost thing is real. He's just... Uh. He's just there for her, right? Like yeah, it's he's trying to support. Her. His words yeah. are his words cut deep. Like he's like, all mm-hmm. you are is a very troubled veteran with an insane case of PTSD, looking for some way to feel alive, playing hero. Like that's some that's kind of mean. Like that made me feel like that. that was yeah, some, that was that was that cruel. was a deep cut. I was like, dang. her expression in that in that panel is so powerful. I really commend French uh, Carl Magno here for the, the imagery because. Mm. It really, in my opinion, it just shows you the pure shock and like contempt of like you know hearing that because it's like oh my god like does he? It's almost like when I don't know like I have things like compared to but you know it's almost when someone's like dehumanizing you that's kind of what it feels like in that moment it's like you don't even believe me it's like all this time our friendship and it's like you feel and I love what she says in response because I think it really summarizes her feelings well where she says if you really think that then why are you even helping me. Mm-hmm. So it's just, and it's just like, and I love that she, she, she claps back at him. She's not, you know, she's, it's almost like she's kind of used to this kind of judgment, you know, it's like, hey, you haven't done what I've had to do. It changes you. So. Right. I don't think he was like, I mean, that was really, obviously it's been, it's built up and it's stuff that he's been holding on to for a long time and he knows her really well. And I think he clearly like respects and they have a love for each other, but like it was a lot and hey it's kind of his fault for like why is she like idly like texting while driving the mech shouldn't she have already had the earpiece or some kind of like bluetooth hookup like i i get it i get why for this storytelling but yeah i thought that was like yeah kind of a screw by him and he was just yeah 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 if he wanted to talk so bad he should have planned it out no no that's fair (laughs) yeah but no i I get why i like that 
No, I, I, I did like that. And, and my favorite line of th- these two pages um, is him actually saying, like, yeah, going back to, like, look, this is my fight, too. Like, you don't know Morrow like I do. Like, just showing, mm-hmm. like, although he's there to support, like, we still don't know what has what he's been through. And Morrow is probably even more of a personal thing to him than right, yeah, she's been what away. BB's doing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's... So he he's just really really in that supporting role and I and you gotta gotta really give props to him but uh honestly yeah I can't can't blame his uh his frustration on this yeah, one yeah absolutely sure and then yeah, yeah. she 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 kind of says I I like too they they mention how they stole the mech from from Moro right um yeah yeah, yeah they stole so, they yeah. stole it from Moro scrap and she she kind of says like like at the end of their fallout like oh I um I think we can even do better than this random Silicon Valley right, burnout right. like they, like Dang. this shitty, you know, Xbox original. Like we can get them. To... <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I, 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 I have a, a quick question for you guys. Sure. A quick question. And um, when when she's still talking to Eddie, when she says, "I have Ghost. He knows the fight. He knows what it takes." And he says, "BB, it's not a machine." They show you that part through Ghost's eyes. Do you he think? He moves, bro. He moves in well, the yeah, do you, later. Do you think he's always he's looking at on? Her. Like, do you think Ghost is always? Oh, interesting. I, I don't know if he's always. I didn't always, catch that. I like he's that. Definitely I like that. Possessed. Yes. He's definitely like possessed with his spirit. So at that moment, I think even in the next, like, okay, like two panels ago, you see him like he's looking at them, right? She touches yes, the, yes. the dog tags and he's like observing like this tension. Yeah. So, and I, I think also like in that panel where, where, which is my favorite panel of the whole issue where she's standing and you get to appreciate her and her for like full diverse beauty right there. Uh, she's glowing, and you see the two tattoos awesome. around her. Oh yeah, beautiful tattoo. It's just overall, like I just I love the picture. It really shows you exactly who her yeah. character is in that photo, in that panel, and the two, you know, the two spirits standing with her. Even they kind of, you could feel like that's like, I don't know how to explain it. Like they kind of feel her. You know what I mean? Like, like they, they feel yeah, uncomfortable yeah. too. I yeah, think, yeah. I think the way I I the one of the two things I took out of this issue is that Ghost, we, we we know they stated it clearly, he's possessed by um the guy that was fighting in the bar with her in Alabama. And yeah. I think her electric powers come from the two others. That's why they're always connected Maybe. to her. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're thinking Ghost is the actual robot itself. Maybe. Or, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I, I think what yeah, there's so yeah, yeah I don't know. Because it makes my, sense. They show you in the flashback that he's the guy that's fighting with her, that's always catching yeah. her when she falls. Yeah. And then Ghost so is basically. Do you, think, the same you guys thing. think we'll get more robots? And then those so. will be possessed by the other <laughs> by the other individuals? Oh, yes. No, oh, yes. Oh, oh, really that would be though. that would be, be crazy. Really yeah, be I, I want Melissa like truly to go wild. I mean, she she's let me get all the more get all the more. Yeah, no, go crazy. Like, just go I want to see all these different models too. Like, like have a Mark Two, Mark Three, mm-hmm. Mark Four, Mark Five. Like, like yeah. give us all these different suits, man. Like, there's so many possibilities with this. Give suit. us a battleizer. <laughs> yes. oh. Just get, give yeah. it all. Oh yeah. my god, yes. Wait, like, like, like let us just find like three other mechs or two other super mechs, massive. and then like that are also heroes that like have similar powers to BB, and then they just form one mega, one like, giant mech. robot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ultron, baby. Like, yeah, Surprise. No. existence robot the existence robot's gonna hop in there okay oh yeah 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 it's true like no, it's like man like the, the thing is i i want them to get crazy with this because like look at how good and i know i don't want to like paint a picture of how this should be but it's more just like a reference of what could be possible like look at how we and we talked about this on the podcast before how uh, how uh kyle set up the the rogue son and those and kind of a little bit uh dead lucky and of course inferno go red and super massive and just that issue and it was a supersized issue so it was obviously like two or three comics in one but mm-hmm. just that that big supersized issue gave us enough characterization a peek into who these people are to the point where even when in rogue sun we gave the the mantle to a completely different person and we're like six seven issues in now and and they did completely their own thing. Like Ryan's doing his own thing there. It's nothing like like Radiant Black. It's more supernatural. But that's like working to its advantage. And that story is incredible. So I'm hoping Melissa does the same thing here. Like you can have that connection we we have uh, established already through Supermassive, where all these characters know each other, except for Dead Lucky, who today we got the conversation uh, com- confirmation. Literally, Radiant Black himself responded to my tweet and said, "I can't wait to see her in Supermassive too." So Dead Lucky's gonna be there in Supermassive too, Ooh. but 
Hey, hell yeah. And so, we, we, but we already know that they're all kind of connected through Morrow because we know that that shifty asshole guy, his name is actually Guy, works for <laughs> worked for Morrow at some point. Excel works for Morrow. Now we know that uh, Jimmy Moss works for Morrow. This Morrow connection runs deep, and I really like that. It's really cool that we have this establishment at the as like the foundation for a lot of these characters because there's so much we can do, we can do with that. Right. Yeah. They should call it supermassive no tomorrow like no saying no tomorrow and morrow be I'm the really villain, so. i'm really scared i'm not scared but i'm just like i have this like really terrible theory that like this is one big time travel loop and that like none of, the that. none of that like all of the radiants are just like future morrow tech that made their way to the past and it's just this oh whole thing God. that's crazy <laughs> that's cyclical cool. honestly i like i i like it i i, I yeah I, I, I wouldn't hate that. As far as time travel loopy doopy stories go, I, I I'd be okay yeah. with something. That, that, yeah. that, would, that would be really cool. If it's written well and and we, I'm I'm sure. I trust it, it would will be, be if that's like yes. the entire plan. But that's just like 100%. any any story that goes to time travel. I'm like, man, I gotta go figure. Like I gotta go reread oh, everything. Yeah. <laughs> like when I. I have a feeling this next week, this Radiant Black 18 is definitely going to throw a loop of a bunch oh, of... Oh, exactly, here. yeah, especially yeah, with, like, um, especially it, with it, Wendell. It's a big one, especially now Wendell, that yeah. we don't know what's going to be the next... Because we're, we're so used to these five-story arcs to Radiant Black and then the sixth being an origin. Now right, yeah. we've introduced all the characters, so... We're almost at a point where we have, like, what, Supermassive every week. I'm, I'm like, I'm waiting for that. Yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah, crazy. exactly. I'm waiting for that so month to happen. I'm like, oh, this every week is great. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm waiting, like, I'm wondering, 24, issue 24, or no, not 20, is it 24? 23, 24, whatever, one of them. Is it going to be, like, what is it going to be? Is it going to be... Rogue Hunter? Or the... Like, <laughs> Rogue no Hunter. one. No, <laughs> the Radiant I, Hunter. 001's origin. That's my theory, and we'll get <laughs> a little bit more yeah. info on, on the war oh, stuff wow. and, like, why he's there. I like yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. That's... Uh, uh, Great tangent, but let's get yeah, back, let's to go, let's lucky because... back to Dead Lucky. <laughs> back to Dead Lucky. Back to BB. <laughs> back to BB. Anyway, uh, so we're at the restaurant, um, and I, I really, I like, I like Valentine. Honestly, I know, I know she's kind of a like a cold-hearted motherfucker, but I, I really like her. Like, <laughs> I don't know why she... she's evil, Kelly. Yeah, she's badass. Really, she yeah. really is. Yeah, she's badass, and and I, I want to get to know her more too. I want to see why she's such a corporate tool. Maybe she's just in it for the you know the money, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, so. You know, she's, we we get an exchange, but then Valentine makes her move, like uh, reaches over, grabs uh, Maria, a bit uh, assertive there, but um, even Maria is kind of confused, like what the hell is going on? And we get like some right. sort of a job offer, and that's where Maria herself is like, are you hitting on me or offering me a job? And she's like, neither yet. And I'm like, ooh, I like your mystique even more. It's some some X Men shit right there, you know. But uh, but no. Uh, I like the dialogue here. I really, I really do. I like the setting, the dialogue. Again, colors and art is, are amazing. I, I don't. Matthias is killing it with the colors, like truly. Like, yeah, no, this, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything, everything from just like the intimate moments where they zoom in closer on Maria's face as she's looking onto her phone. You know, we see the reflections on the of the window onto her face. Like, I just love those little details. There's a lot of. It, it, it truly is beautiful. Like it, and you notice, and then in the next page, you just see how colorful the city is even at night, and you get to appreciate even the characters how colorful they are because despite it being dark, there's still like a beautiful glow to the page. So impressive. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I love the way uh, in this next page we see BB talking to Ghost. It's very like, okay, dude, let's try it again. <laughs> right. <laughs> let's get to it. You know, and uh, and this is where we we know for sure that Ghost is possessed. At least at least it seems so because whenever she talks, you know, she talks to Ghost and they're disagreeing. He seems to sort of react emotively here. He he launches a screw at her. Right. That gave me a little bit Iron Giant vibes. If you guys remember the movie when he yeah, yeah uh, absolutely yeah. he gets the screw taken out of his jaw. Yeah. I I think I'm actually on the opposite boat where I like this is where I started questioning like BV's like mental state and like hold on reality because again I I was like leading up to this is like just a lot of conflict between like her relationship with like the ghosts and like the people who are like in her lives and like yeah like the the screw like falling on her head like that could have been like her communicating with the robot um, or it could have just fallen on her head um it's like one of those things the only definitive thing that i will like say that is the robot actually does talk 
like as oh, yeah. um like responds back to her um but i still like am very much like in the boat like i don't know what these ghosts are i don't know if they're actually her friends just following her I've always had this idea that like a story about like grief and loss, like I don't know if the story should ultimately end in like never letting go. I feel like that's a that's a really yeah, tough. No, for, that's yeah, a really yeah sure. tough sell. You know what I mean? And like knowing that kind of like meta mindset, it's like would it make sense that these ghosts are really there, or would it make more sense that they aren't, and that like she just hasn't learned to let go yet, and that's yeah. like affecting her life. I feel like have that's to find a way to do it on yeah, her own, right? Exactly. Yeah. And that's find that's. Her own way. That's where I'm feeling like her story is yeah. going, right? But like it's it's about the it's about how we get there. That's like really so interesting. Oh, well yeah, said. I, like that. I, I, I think like it that. is. I I will say I think it is. Um, I don't know the motivations of it all. Um, but but I did take it as um, like BB kind of pissing off Ghost, and then you see the rumble. Um, you see the rumble. I I don't know what the what that actually is, but you see the electrical shock or lightning comes down. Don't know if it's. I guess it's coming straight from the robot and coming out. Um, mm-hmm. and it, and it just shocks her. At, kind of at first, I was like, oh, did lightning like. Like, that's I, what i thought too like, yeah the lightning just shoot up from the sky like <laughs> that's kind of a coincidence you know but uh, <laughs> um but well you never know um but yeah no I, I i think for sure it just got got a little mad but i think until we know like the actual motivations behind these characters um it's just it's really awesome just wanting to know more constantly it's, mm-hmm. it's really Absolutely. refreshing it's a good yeah. place for an audience to be um, my yeah. theory, I, I think like we've had Rogue Sun had their big issue. I think it was might have been issue five or four. But you it's know, always, it, it's always four. It's always four. So like I have a theory that like this uh, this issue for me, it kind of made, you know, like I know there's reason for it. But BB was kind of acting out and like going off on people that are usually like nice to her and stuff like that. There was reasoning for it. But my theory is that like her we're going to see her platoon like die. I think they're all going to die around her and there's nothing she could do. And it might be there might be some I don't know maybe she there's some like electrical element of that that might give her the powers that could connect with them and I think that would like looking back I think this issue is gonna age really well like I was the more I look back on it the more I like it but reading it I'm like wow it's just kind of like a lot of things are happening for BB I get it it's world building but I feel like we're gonna look back and realize like this would trigger her trauma of like losing and being all alone mm-hmm. and feeling like no one's got her back and feeling guilty like the dead lucky she feels like it should maybe it should have been me like i should be dead with you guys like i think that she realized like she feels survivor's guilt maybe is a big part of it as well and that's why it's hard to let go and these people are like hey don't get down on yourself you know dropping the bolts just trying to be like hey so i i think that that is probably what we're going to see or something like that that's going to make us feel even more for bb where it, we're kind of like the people reacting to this you know this person who's lived had a whole different experience we are kind of like you know, we're kind of like the civilians and we're kind of like her family members, like Eddie and stuff like that. And I think that that issue would do a, a big job in fleshing OBB and really g- making us understand the character even further. And people with trauma, mm-hmm. sometimes they are assholes. I, I relate to a, a lot. Not that I have a lot of trauma, but like sometimes I'm I'm terrible to be around. Not that BB was, but I, I'm yeah, worse yeah. than that. Absolutely. Yeah, no, and, I totally get that. Right. We've all probably bit the head off people that are just like there to help us and stuff like that and felt like shit. And I feel like. Yeah, I feel like that's what it is. But part of that is probably her wanting to protect that person. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like not yeah. wanting to risk losing that person and her trauma. Like whether it's the, her trauma infecting that person in the sense that they're going to feel bad. You know what I mean? As well being around her or even just like the set, the thought of like, I think in the case with, with Ed, it's like I don't want the potential for Ed to go die for my cause. Or even right. if he's invested in this mm-hmm. cause, like I don't want it to be on like on my hands because I've already lost my entire like platoon. So it's just like. Right. I, I could see that perspective as well, but I do agree with Matt in the sense that I think this will, in the long run, be looked back fondly because, or even more so, because I agreed the first time I read it, it was like, I was like an eight, now more like an eight, five, nine, because I, the second read through, I appreciated it a lot more in the third read through and in the third, in the second, third read through, that's when I discovered like the Jimmy Moss connection more so. So yeah, I, I think there's a lot more. I, I think just the Masterverse in general is one of those things where retroactively, where you go back and read it more, especially as it continues to expand, you there's a lot more there to appreciate, right? Like there's just so many yeah, things you missed. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Do you remember remember issue one of Radiant Black? And we pointed this out. There was like in the bars while Nathan and Marshall are talking, even before anything happens outside, you can see in the windows behind the bars like something floating in the sky, like floating down yeah, to yeah. earth, and it's blue. Yeah, so I remember like pointing that out, and a lot of people didn't notice that. I was just like, really? Like, so it's things like that that make the masterverse even more intricate and yeah. and delightful. And 
I like I like I, I like that she goes back to Ed. I think that's good character growth, like right there. Yeah, rereading Radiant Black, and after like Marshall had become like Radiant Black, that was like my biggest like whoa, you know, um, because like Marshall as a character is like, well, he's my favorite. Like he's my favorite character yeah, mm-hmm. in the whole like thing yeah. out of the two. So like it's like rereading like issues one through six, and it's like dang, like Marshall was like setting himself up for like so much depth and story and it's like i think you're right like this is going to be one of those issues where we're going to look back and like yeah it was a lot of exposition Mm -hmm. yeah it was really slow burn but like this is going to be like we're going to get issue three or four and then it's going to be like wow this this was significantly important like this couldn't happen without this yeah agreed today in the rain i mean (laughs) if a slow burn uh comes with these raging bulls and yeah man (laughs) i will take it oh i will take take it Today in the radio, radio, Kyle said like we're gonna go explore the the uh, relationship between or not the relationship. We're gonna explore the childhood of Kyle of uh, not Kyle <laughs> of Kyle. We're gonna explore the childhood of Marshall and uh, Nathan and the, like this some that some scares crit- me so yeah. much. Right, <laughs> so much right, anxiety. right. After and, that issue nine, dude, holy. I, I feel like there's a reason. Such a short amount. Yeah. There's a reason he hasn't given us Marshall's last name, I feel like. I feel like there's something significant there. It's Marshall Erickson, and he's the character oh from God, Oh, my God, I just had a revelation. <laughs> like, Uh-oh. what if it's Marshall Morrow? Oh, oh shit. Oh, That's it. I, I, I actually thought about that, too, but I'm just like, dude, that would be, like, that would be, like, too much. That would be, like, the biggest damn. Where's his dad at? <laughs> that would that be, like, your mom's also Maria. <laughs> Or was yeah, exactly. Jimmy. Yeah, where, where is Jimmy. Da- where is his dad? <laughs> his dad is Jimmy. No, I, I, I'm very curious because, like, yeah. what if like we get a reveal? Because there's been a lot of like parent, parent, you know, shit in 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 the masterverse. Yes, yes, yes. You know, we've seen, for example, yeah. spoiler alert. Next ten seconds, big Rogue Son spoiler. So cover your ears if you haven't read Rogue Son. But we've seen the Cataclysm is Dylan's mother. So yeah. that was a big reveal, and that was huge. That was huge. Everybody talked about how emotional that was, how well written that was, and we've seen here that there's clearly an important dynamic uh, between the parents, also and Dead Lucky, because they're one of the big motiva- motivations for Bibiana to do what she does, because that's her local attachment uh, to to her family in terms of where they are located, in terms of the the oppression from Morrow as a you know just like a dystopian kind of situation. Right. So, but we'll, obviously, I'm sure there's more complexity that we'll find out in the next few issues. But and then we we don't know what the fuck's going on with Marshall. I mean, yeah. we've seen so much of Nathan's parents, right? Like, what does Marshall uh, like to do for a living? Like, what does he talk about all the time? Business. What's Morrow? A dirty business. business. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Funny story about Rogue Son when we found out when um, his mom was uh, his, that his mom is who she was. I was on a plane to Florida from my honeymoon, and. Uh, <laughs> Like, I didn't have any single, I just, like, downloaded it, read it on the plane, and, like, I read it, and I was like, I literally can't talk to anybody about this. Like, I'm just oh, sitting no. in this plane, I was like, I have no internet connection, my wife has no idea. Just had to let it soak in, soak yeah, in exactly. silence. That's my, terrible. My wife was next to me, like, yeah, I've explained, like, the, the massive verse to her, but, like, she's she hasn't read any of it, like, she just yeah. kind of knows, like, you know, through through yeah, like yeah. what i've told her yeah. and it's like there's too much context i have to explain to you in order for you to understand how big of a deal this is you didn't oh. have like a real world to go get drunk and watch cow lad either and yeah just, like, exactly <laughs> i'm just like on a plane i was like okay two more hours oh man <laughs> i can't even imagine i would be like just bursting with excitement oh my god <laughs> that it's just like even the most i i can't like sometimes i just drop the issue like right as i'm done reading it you know like the reading black whatever any massive issue and there's a big moment and you just like you just turn around and you need someone just yell like oh my god like did that just really happen and i yeah, remember right. like I, I, yeah, yeah i was having that feeling <laughs> yeah, but the, the, like, that, that moment in, in the last issue of radiant black where where they they use the powers they had together for the first time i was just like freaking out I was like oh my god that was insane or anyway, like 15 like back like, to back- like Okay. Back to BB. Back to BB. Back to BB. We gotta, we gotta give BB her due, man. Anyway, so we see her exercising, and again, I want to stress gorgeous artwork from French, gorgeous coloring from uh, Mataya. Really shows the beauty of of the the morning day as she's getting in her her sunlight, her vitamin D. Goes back into the (laughs) running up that hill too. That that that's tough. You you can you can tell. I mean, look look at look at look at her, man. She's she's Jack. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's yeah. Yeah. She's 
She's that? just muscling through it. Oh, I but um, I, I, I did, I did want to, <laughs> I did want to ask you guys, did, did anyone get um Alicia Castle and like the reporter vibes from this? Like, uh, like obviously, like revealing mm-hmm. secret identities is something that comes up a lot in comics. But this, this really gave me vibes of Radiant Red for some reason. Yeah. This identity reveal for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. I, I just love like the typical like dad comment when he's like, I hope you're not coming to work like that. Like it's just like you knew it was yeah. coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this like sweaty woman in like workout clothes just comes in. He's just like, Oh yeah, no, I hope you're not. But he's like, Oh, actually you want to go to that table because there's someone who wants you specifically. Yeah. And um I know I, I love that. I love the vote of Viviana Lopez Yang, we need to talk. It it really does it kind of reminds me of like like just you know, like yeah. The Commissioner Gordon aspect you talked about where it's like they're ready I love this next page where and it's the final page of the story and they've done this a little bit in the last issue but I I, I love it. It, it very Metal Gear-ish as well where like okay they've got the dystopian <laughs> setting up all the way up turned on full right now all the bots are scanning everybody that's walking by for you know facial recognition and all that stuff and they're they're looking for potential uh, they're looking for who who's did lucky so that was fast and mm. you you look at the issue, the covers for some of the next issues, and one of them has like her. It seems like she's exposed. Like they might know that she's that lucky. So I'm 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 the I'm the one with excited. all the drones for number yep. three. Yeah. Yep. And I just want to say big, massive, massive praise, and I really appreciate this person, and I know a lot of other people are gonna appreciate this uh, to the entire creative team. Did lucky for putting a a mention and dedicating an entire page. In the uh, at the end of the comic book to just the veteran crisis hotline and and, mm. and you know just putting uh, a notice for that for the information and for anybody that needs help just to let them know that they're not alone and I uh, just I just really appreciate that person and I'm sure many others did. Yeah, the the super massive team and their ideology of like reading comics differently and like making comics accessible in that way and always like trying to give back in that sense is been like why this is my favorite thing like in the world right now it's like when i was at morphicon and i asked kyle this this question about diversity like he had always said like that was the plan from the beginning and like that genuinity carries on through the rest of their actions like we want to re like when he says like we want to reinvent the way that like you read comic books we want to like make you think about a new way to read comic books like having things like this that really support people who walk from different points of life is is really meaningful i think so that's that's a really big commending uh point for everybody involved 100 percent. i especially love kyle because he created like one of the first arab characters in the like in the dc universe was like basso uh, yeah night runner yeah who's <laughs> so, actually coming back in batman incorporated very nice. soon so that's awesome so yeah no it's exciting hopefully maybe one day a radiant or massiverse character uh that'd be cool but yeah, no, it's this is amazing. And just to add that, just to top that off, the cherry on top, the little, you know, the chef, yes. the chef's kiss. They give us the the rations. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love that they call. Yes. I love the aesthetic. I just love the overall the design that they, they they stick with in the massive verse and everything. The, the whole programmer look. It looks amazing. But we get Chai Mexicus Berry of Bow Buns by Sandra Wynn. and I just want to say, I hope I pronounced that correctly. I just want to say. This recipe looks incredible, and we can't wait to try it. Literally, the first thing I said to Melissa, you know, because we've been thinking about a lot of events to do recently, a Massiverse sponsored kind of events, or not sponsored, nice. but, you know, themed events where, right. yeah, we want to just do fun stuff. I think the trivia was amazing. So this is another one that we're going to have to do. We're going to just have to do a very about party. and, uh, and Right. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I yeah. think, uh, okay, I read this recipe, and, like, I, I I eat a lot of like I eat a lot of Latin food, uh, a lot of Latino food, and like Bedia, uh, Bedia is like very. It takes a long time to make. Okay. It takes a long time to make, and the buns are also kind of hard to bake. So like when I saw this, when I saw the recipe, I was like, this is like a this is like a day and a half worth of work. Like it's a lot of work oh. to get it right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Definitely got to dedicate some time into that. Yeah, well, I, I, I think I think overall it'd be worth it if if that time ever. So ever what you're does, saying um, it's gonna it be to a vlog. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, because yeah, if you're gonna be that, if you're gonna take that long to make it, you might as well like document it. I was gonna cheap out because they have like media meat at like Trader Joe's, and then they sell like the they sell like the 
the the bow buns like as a taco thingy like a little foldable oh, thing and okay. i was like that's good enough <laughs> like, that's good enough good enough yeah that's genius actually yeah i should make the bad. real recipe. it's in the spirit right yeah <laughs> Dude, it's gonna be so much fun we'll make we'll make the the recipe and then send it to them and the in the letters and hopefully maybe a little printer or something i know nice. someone did uh a rogue son cosplay and it was really cool and it was on the yes. discord server as well yeah and and I think Ryan said they'll eventually put it in the in the um in the Rogue Sun letter section. So that's mm-hmm. awesome. That's nice. awesome. Yeah. Anyway, I love this issue. I, yes. like I said, I think I agree with everybody here who said like they they stepped it up this issue. I agree. The first issue was great. This one was even better. So I'm I'm very pumped. I think everything's slowly coming together. And hey, for those of uh, you that are impatient and are like, oh, what's going to happen? I mean, it's only two issues in. we still got a long way to go. And honestly, we've got a lot of action <laughs> for two issues yeah, in. So. Right. Yeah. I'm excited for, for what's happening next. Hopefully more mechs. Uh, the Raging Bull moment was a really fun highlight. Colors continue to amaze. Love. I just love the complexity of all the characters and how the, slow, the city is slowly uh, beginning to evolve. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to more. So yeah. thanks, everyone, for... Issue three, the dead don't want drone. The drones, I like the I, I mean, I, and the cover. I yes. hope, I actually hope that we we like we find out who the the dead lucky is. Like they they all find out that it's her because that would make the story actually more interesting, honestly. Yeah. Especially like in a city like Morrow where it's like high tech and there's all the security. It's kind of hard to preserve like an identity. I feel like a secret identity. I feel like you know what I mean. 100%. Like, I mean, we yeah. didn't mention in the in the very last panel, the bots are scanning everybody in the street. And they have yep. their, no their names, kids. their jobs, their age. Yeah, exactly. They know a lot. <laughs> yeah. So if, I feel like eventually they're definitely going to find out. Don't even need social media anymore. They're already doing it. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. I mean, this is this is the framework for the, the Terminator software that they use later <laughs> on so in Skynet. So I'm just saying. Anyway, that was an awesome issue. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Obviously, check out the Dead Lucky if you haven't yet. And uh, yeah, thanks. Stay radiant.